You're listening to the Fantasy Alarm MLB DFS Podcast with hosts John and Pemba and James Grande. What's going on, FA Nation? John and Pemba here with James Grande. It's the Quick Pitch MLB DFS Podcast recording here Monday evening for Tuesday's 12-game main slate. Uh, a lot of game chains means we have a humongous player pool, which fortunately means we also have some decent pitchers to pick from, pick from here on this slate, which is always good and nothing worse than having a small slate and trash to pick from. So with the big player pools, good matchups, you know, it should be a, it should be a nice 12 gamer. Hopefully I'm not, at least early on, it doesn't look like there's going to be any weather issues. We'll obviously be able to update that tomorrow, but it uh, looks like we might have a clean day of baseball. Yeah, hopefully we do have a clean day of baseball when there's 12 games. Things gets things can get a little weird with the weather, but initial look, it does look pretty good. And we do have quite the uh, depth at pitcher. Um, looking over at Vegas, one, two, three, four. I see three of the games on the main slate that have an eight-run total or higher. Three of, tw- of 12. One, two, let me see. Four, sorry. Four of the 12 have a expected implied run total of eight or higher. So, again, we're seeing a lot of totals low, and that's just due to the fact that there's not a lot of offense right now. So, if you do want to prioritize pitching, go on ahead and do so. Yep, I'm with you there for sure. Well, let's just jump into it. FanDuel does not have the slate released yet, so we're looking at DraftKings. Obviously, we'll have the playbook, so we'll be able to be sure to check that out for your FanDuel plays if you play on over there. But FanDuel, at least for this season, it seems like they've been slow when it comes to releasing their uh, next day slate. So looking at DraftKings at the top, few guys have looked as good as Justin Verlander has. I'm missing as much time as he has. Coming right back, 1-9 ERA. Gets Minnesota at 10-4. Kyle Wright against Boston. Uh, I think this is another interesting test here. Wright's looked very good. Just three strikeouts against the Mets. Maybe a little bit disappointing because the three games prior, he had a combined 28 strikeouts in those three games. And as I mentioned the other day, the Red Sox, guys that have high strikeout rates have tended to strike them out a lot, given how bad their offense is. So if you're looking at guys over $10,000, Wright and Verlander top that list. Yeah, I think Verlander is a no-brainer against minnesota it's they always say father time catches up to everybody but says who justin verlander is not listening to that to that mantra he's a lock and load and i think Wright's in a pretty good spot boston 24th and ops against right-handed pitching so yeah i'm, I'm cool with going to uh right obviously prefer verlander but i'm i'm cool pivoting to right as well yeah I'm, I'm with you there if we're looking down again there's a lot of good pitches here so but i guess tra- maybe it's not some traditional matchups you'd look at Giolito against Cleveland, Ryan, Joe Ryan against Houston. Those guys have been pitching well, but tough matchups. And then we get to run it back, or maybe not. I guess I guess Luzardo missed this matchup against Arizona. But Luzardo's been pitching really well, all the way up to $9,100 now, though. But looking like that top prospect pitcher that was worth the deal for Marte when it comes to Miami, $9,100 against Arizona. I, I think Luzardo, maybe one of my top plays just overall. Yeah, I think I definitely have more interest than you, by the way, in Giolito against okay. Cleveland's offense has really fallen off since their quick start. So I'm probably a little bit more in on him coming okay. off a 10 strikeout game. But I agree. I think Arizona is largely left-handed. At least their best hitters are left-handed. Our show, they got Rojas back. I know Cattell Marte is a switch hitter, but uh, Lozardo should fare well here. And as long as the strikeouts are going to continue to be there, you did have the opening day game where he had 12 and then we've seen five or more in 
the other in three of the other four starts. So really solid K rate. I want to see where does Arizona fall. So they fall. have a twenty two percent strikeout rate against left handed pitching, but a two fifty nine woba, a one eighty five batting, mm. one eighty five batting average is dead last in baseball. 259 Woba also dead last in baseball against left-handed pitching. So yeah, not not good. I wish they struck out a little bit more, but they're like they're not doing any damage when they make contact. So I'm in on Lazaro. Yeah, and I also say we talk about sample sizing a little bit here too. They might have a low strikeout rate, but we're only a couple weeks into the season. How many you know strikeout left-handed pitchers have they faced? Right, all those things I think come into a little bit of a play as well. And comes with at bats against left-handed pitching, only 23rd. So they've bottom third of the league in terms of times faced the lefty this year as well. So Luzardo, more of a strikeout guy, maybe he strikes out a little bit more than usual. Aaron Nola, Carlos Carrasco, Corey Kluber, Robbie Ray, and Alex Wood make up the 8K range on DraftKings. I mean, outside of a start against St. Louis where Carrasco got thrashed, he's been really good. Remove that eight run start right he allowed three earned runs in his four other outings so washington as threatening as juan soto can be and josh bell has been tremendous this year they're exploitable so i like carlos carrasco who's already pitched five and two-thirds against washington this year and allowed one run and that was a home run so washington officially 21st I guess the K rate is very low, so maybe they he doesn't maximize his upside because of the strikeouts. But we didn't we saw five strikeouts his last time out. He went eight scoreless. So even if he's not racking up strikeouts, the pitch count is right around a hundred. We shouldn't be worried about that. So I like Carrasco of that of this next tier quite a bit. Yeah, I'm not really in on any of the other guys, truthfully, either. I think Carrasco's probably where I would go. Ray hasn't really been the same guy this year. Colorado, you know, one of the best teams against lefties this season, even outside of cores. So you got the Alex Wood matchup there. So probably no good for me there. Garrett Whitlock is definitely interesting. I know Atlanta, obviously, is a pretty good offense, a good, a strong team there. But Whitlock has also been very good. He finally got over five innings. Uh, pitch five innings rather against the Angels, which is great because it means he can actually get a win. 78 pitches. They've worked him up 48, 61, 78 pitches the last three starts for him. So, like, we can see 85 pitches from Garrett Whitlock here against Atlanta. And truthfully, this is a guy that probably, if he continues to be in the rotation the way he's pitching, is well on his way to being like a 9K guy, right? Like, High strikeout rate, limits any sort of damage, doesn't give a ton of hits, doesn't walk anybody. So is it the best matchup against Atlanta? Probably not. But, you know, I also don't know how much longer we're going to be seeing him in this range. Yeah, and Atlanta 25% carried against righties is really solid. A really solid matchup for Whitlock, so, especially with that carried. So, yeah, I can get behind him. I think it's tournaments only, but I do think he's in play. Would you play anybody else in this 7K tier? I would probably look at Brad Keller. Not like crazy upside, but 18 plus fantasy points in four of the five games. He pitches deep. Four of the five starts, he's surpassed six innings. He's throwing strikes. So Keller against a a struggling Rangers offense, who the Yankees just really just shut down over three games. They won one of the two games on Sunday's doubleheader, but they didn't score in two of them. Mike Clevenger, man, he threw 95 pitches in his debut. 95 yeah coming off a plane crash and an injury to his arm like i don't know clevenger against the cubs the cubs the magic has worn off their 10th in baseball and strikeout rate against right-handed pitching we know clevenger has strikeout upside i like it 6900 nice 
Yeah, I, I think it's a. I definitely think it's a good dark throw, for sure. We stacked against Kikuchi against the Yankees last time out, and he shoved it down our throats. What are your thoughts on running it back with him? Any interest here? Yeah, you can if you want. He'll be. It's dangerous, obviously. He'll be what two, two percent, one percent owned on a twelve game slate. Like literally, he'll be against like people won't play him so if you want to go there that's fine i think the same thing with probably Bumgarner against the uh, the marlins i liked Bumgarner in the start against miami where he got thrown out yeah and he you know what birdie led that game off hit a home run he's on the il so birdie hit two home runs in that game by the way so two home runs in that game (laughs) but we don't have to worry about it he won't be there in this game so as long as mad bum isn't getting thrown out i think he's in play martin perez is 6500 he's allowed one run over his last 20 innings uh, I know Kansas City doesn't strike out, so that's certainly the big detractor to this. But I mean, 21, 20, and 19 fantasy points for Martin Perez, home. Pitcher's Park now in Texas. Kansas City doesn't do a lot of anything, really. Would you Would you have any interest here if he gets the win? Yeah, yeah. He hasn't even looked at this. He hasn't even gotten the win in these games. 21, 20, and 19 <laughs> fantasy points. No wins. Un, like, unfathomable bad luck. Seven one innings, run no, in three seven games. innings, no earned, no win. Seven innings, one earned, no win. Six innings, no earned, no win. <laughs> I would, would be like an, we'd have to look it up if it was like an all-time record. If Imagine he lost like th- all three of those games. He was just like 0-3. Obviously he couldn't, but whatever. Yes. Yeah, I would take a shot on him. KC 26 and OPS against lefties. And you mentioned they don't strike out, but it's not like Martin Perez is, a, we're not playing Martin Perez for 10 strikeouts. If he gets his four to five, we're fine. You're, you're playing him for exactly what he's been doing. Seven so. innings, seven innings, one one run, and four strikeouts. Yeah. And and you pray for a win. Right, you just hope they can get the Brad Keller, I guess. Right. Uh, catcher position. Again, we don't like to spend up. You got Real Muto <laughs> against a lefty, and Ray hasn't been that great. Elias Diaz against a lefty at 4,500 in Wood. If you wanted to go there, Dan Malin wrote about Jonah Heim today in his uh, player spotlight piece for catchers. He hit uh, fourth. He's hitting fourth for them. Yeah. <laughs> Nestor was on the mound, got the but like hitting fourth. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It is. I agree with you. Not not paying forty nine for him, but I'm probably not paying forty nine for him either. No, he's just a lefty. He's no, he's a, a lefty. Yeah. Yeah. But who's been hitting and starting for um, the Padres? Alfaro. Okay. Um, he's starting again tonight. Where we are recording Monday night, as John mentioned at the top. If he were to start again, they're they're starting Nola and him. If he starts and Nola sits against the lefty Miley making his season debut, I wouldn't hate Jorge Alfaro. <coughs> Excuse me. We do have a lefty against Tampa here, so Zanino and Mia. Mm-hmm. Both yep. one of them two will certainly be in play. As we mentioned, Zanino last year had a thousand OPS against left-handed pitching, but uh, Francisco Mia is also pretty strong against uh, left-handed pitching. So those two guys, I think, will likely have a look at McCann. As much as he's been bad, he gets Corbin, so maybe yeah. a dark, maybe a dark throw at, at McCann if you want to stack against Corbin. There, that's probably it for me, though. Oh yeah, we'll have to wait for lines, but it's worse than it's worse than normal. Yeah, that's not good. First base, what do you like? Crone fifty-four. Yeah, Crone against the lefty for sure. Vladdy against Sevi in the stadium, I think, could be a problem for Severino. I mentioned before, Josh Bell has been incredible this year. Hitting 343, 960 OPS. I think Bell against Carrasco. As good as Whitlock has been, Matt Olson, he's been bad, though. 
mm, don't need to go there. And then Alonzo, dipping below 500, Pete Alonzo hitting everything out of the ballpark right now. He gets the Patrick Corbin matchup. I guess the, the Mets are going to be very popular on, on Tuesday. Yeah, Corbin's far too cheap. That's uh... Alonzo's. Well, yeah, sorry, sorry, Alonzo. Alonzo's too cheap. Going up against Corbin, yeah. I like that. I like that. Card. Don't don't play Patrick Corbin. Please. At least don't play. Yeah, don't play Patrick Corbin. Hmm, let's see. Anybody else jumping off the page to you? You liked Aguilar against the righties. He gets the lefty here. He's been a career. He's been career. Like his career has been better against lefties, but this year he's just been better against righties. Weirdly right, enough, right. so you can take the small sample size of this year or the large sample size of his whole career. Someone who has. I know we like Lazardo. But Jordan Luplo against lefties, that's been a career thing. Sure. He has career he has both home runs this year against lefties. Well they came in one game, but still the point remains. He's gonna start at first over him and Christian Walker, I guess, could DH and start at first, but I think Luplo and Aguilar, same price tag, both make sense. Okay. Let's go on over to second base then. I'm trying to think here. Top price guys aren't too appealing to me. Obviously, wait, Jeff- wait, wait, hold on. We moved uh, Mountcastle 2400. I don't know why their price continues to drop the way it is, but I don't even know yeah, who. He's been, good. he's been good. I don't know who they're starting. And them being St. Louis is starting. Who is their announced starter? DraftKings doesn't even have a um, a starter for them. Uh, At least I don't see it. Let's see. I think it is. Maybe not. Yeah, I guess not. They got a name. They got a name next to it, but he doesn't appear. He is not in the player pool for DraftKings. So, so Angel Ron Angel Rondon is expected to start. I don't know who that is. He is He's not one of the, the player card, pool. <laughs> He is one of the Cardinals' Relievers? top prospects. Okay. He is. He has never started a big league game before. Right. So we'll see. That's Rotowire is projecting him. He's been a career minor leaguer. He's 24 years old. We'll see. If that's the case, Mountcastle hitting 350 over his last 10 games. You mentioned it. Like, the guy hit 30-something home runs last year. You've said it a bunch of times on this podcast. Like, we know he's powerful. Like, when's it going to show? It's showing up three in his last 10. So Mountcastle, 286 average, four home runs out of the clouds. $2,400, dude. Just want to throw him out there. I know we're ready to move on to second. No, but. that's fine. I saw him. I usually look at him against lefties. It said that he's going up against the righties, so I kind of just didn't, uh, didn't throw it out there. But he's been good. Twenty four hundred is too cheap, and like you mentioned, going against the Jazz is a lefty on lefty, but he's he's just been he's been pretty solid this year. So can go if you want it. DJ, if you want to chase Kikuchi again, he, he was very good the other day. So unfortunate there. Kind of sucks, huh? This- that's what I'm looking at. Like, I don't know. Tyler Wade, maybe? 4,100? Gliber? Gliber, probably, right? Definitely Torres. Mm-hmm. Definitely Se- Marte against Se- the righty. Segura or lefty. against Ray. At Segura's 39. been good. Yes. Yeah, Segura's been good. Yeah. I think we're probably going to live in this range. Yeah. M- mostly. I-, I would actually... Brandon uh, Brandon Lau hit two home runs against the lefty the other day. Okay. I'm not really... Like, Detmers is not... Read- He's been okay I, this year. I know. But five I know Sunday's been right? your boy, but Espinal's got a five-game hit, four-game hit streak, and three doubles in the last four games. No, dude, I, I think the Blue Jays are scary, a scary matchup. Like right. I think Vlad's perfectly fine at first base too. I, I don't super think... expensive, but thirty-eight for Espinal, I think works. Yeah, it's still this all this range, right? There's like this range of. I can't believe Marcus um, Simeon is thirty-seven hundred dollars now. Just so. Yeah, it's a shame. He literally hit a million home runs, I counted, last year. 
I guess when Vladdy and Bichette are hitting behind you, it's easier to <laughs> swing at fastballs. They also, I guess, tech, like obviously Texas lineup isn't as deep, but you know, Corey Seager, Adolis, they have a lot of power behind him. Yeah, I know. Obviously, much different scale. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm I'm giving. I guess I'm giving Texas a little more credit than I should. Sure. Uh, any other second baseman for you, though? Who are they just looking at? Seattle led off Abraham Toro on Monday after two straight home runs, two games with a home run. So I guess we'll have to see where Toro slots into the lineup. But if he were to start again, 3,500. I know Nola is good, but he's struggled against lefties, and Toro hits better from the left side. So, Sure. Uh, third base, Machado. I know against you, you like him against righties, but he's, he's hitting everything. He's hitting dude. everything. He's hitting right. everything, and he's actually been mashing lefties this year. So mm-hmm. I am perfectly fine. I think he's until further notice. He's just like maybe the best play of every slate. You know? Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, he's been so good. I, I think Arenado, you can fit into that similar ilk as well yep. like he's been sure. crushing That's sort of the same price point you play him if you got him let's see would you play house on kim yeah i he was in my playbook on monday and i think 4700 is, is expensive but he does he provides more speed than we're getting too. like only one stolen base he is definitely capable of more he was a 30 30 guy in the kbo obviously different scale but speed is speed right like he's able to steal bases if he gets on so i think there's a lot of potential in kim i think wade this is not the best welcome back for wade miley here so yeah that's true that's that is true young makata returned today he gets quantrill 4300 assuming he's in the lineup yeah hit second yeah. right right back hitting second so and welcome back get hit first step out of his uh season got hit, <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, yeah bobby witt um yeah, Bobby with stealing a lot of stealing a lot of bases lately it's not bad that's not a bad one JD Davis your boy so I was gonna say I like Davis at 31 him and Escobar I guess probably both okay him and Escobar yeah I think both are fine all right let's see that's probably it though I don't see anything I guess like it I saw I get Maybe uh, okay, was, the option of the triple A. I was gonna say Preez we both, was, we both. was playing, but man, I sent him down. This uh, guy, this guy, okay, he homered off. Who did he homer off? They optioned him already. Joe Dunand. Yeah. Literally, he literally played one game, took Man- Sean Manaya deep, and then they're like, "Hey, man, see you later. Have fun back in the minors." But okay. Right, well, I guess JD Davis then is our uh, our cheapest third baseman at thirty one. Mm-hmm. Uh, shortstop, Wander against lefty. Put it in. Yep. Probably yep. That's easy enough. Sold. <laughs> Anything else? And, yeah, Lindor. Lindor against lefty too. That's he has been. I know he's been bad again lately, but notoriously elite against left-handed pitching. He's been very good this year. Was very good. And we're falling into last year's version. Yeah, three all three hits in a row. Got a double, a home run. Like maybe he's starting to come around. The rest of the positions stinks. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I'm looking like, I don't know, Iglesias against a lefty at 39, IKF against Kikuchi. It's uh, bad. It's bad, dude. It's bad. It's bad. bad. It's not good. Not good. All right, let's go to outfield where there's probably some good talent there. Miguel Rojas, 2,400. Miguel Rojas. I was like looking at Miguel Rojas and I'm like, he's not an outfielder. No, he's not. Uh, I just scrolled by. He's a shortstop, 2,400. <laughs> three hits in the last four games. There's a double in there. It's a lefty, man. Remember the days? 
of Miguel, of Miguel Rojas Ro versus left-handed yeah. pitching? I can get behind it as, as a punt. I'm down. Yeah, I, I am into that. Okay, cool. Let's go to outfield then. Buxton's hurt. Shocker. He's playing Verlander, so. Yeah, that's true. We're okay. Uh, Otani and Trout against Kluber? Yeah, I guess Kluber was really good last start. I guess take it with a grain of salt. It was Oakland. So you could play either of them. Ward is hurt too. There's yeah. a hamstring. I guess he's expected to return Tuesday. A lot of these guys have pretty tough matchups at the top. Yeah, they do. I, I don't mind Jordan against Ryan if you want to take a shot there. Lewis Robert against Quantrill is fine. I, we have talked Toronto already is in play. You against Seve. Marte against Corbin at 49. Connor Joe at 49. He's so expensive. Connor Joe at 49. Gritchuk at 47. They have the matchup against lefties, but mm -hmm. Cedric Mullins, 47 yep. against if the Rook. Yeah, if, if Cedric Mullins is, or if they're really starting this Rondon kid, I'm in on Cedric Mullins. Yeah. Castellanos against the lefty at 46. Sure, yeah. As a one-off. More of as a one-off, but yeah, definitely. But Teoscar's back in the lineup. He's 4,300. Kyle Tucker is 4,300. Jerickson Profar versus a lefty. I know he's in a horrible slump, but he has lefties well. I guess Shremsky's at 41 against Senzatella. He's hitting 310. Yeah, he's hitting he's hitting damn good lately, too. Looks like Dan Malin. <laughs> Tyler O'Neill is... I think he's starting to come around a little bit. 4,100 for him. Look at his last five games. Got uh, two multi-hit games. He got hits in four of the last five there. Got a homer. Okay, I can see it. I can get behind he's it. He's a guy that was over 5K for a little bit. So now True. he's on to 41. Hits in the middle of that lineup. So nice little cheapy two-man, three-man stack potentially going. A Rosarino, maybe he, he eventually will hit a lefty. You know, he's supposed to be able maybe to. Maybe he'll eventually hit a home run. Brantley is 38. I don't mind that. Solar at 36. Just some home run power. I don't know, though. Winker's at 35, but he's been bad. Nola's been okay. Uh, Mancini, Mancini, 32. Yeah. If we believe in Baltimore, he's been good, too. Baltimore's offense been a little sneaky lately. It's true. It's true. Margot. Julio, Julio Rodriguez is 33. Yeah, Margot. Yeah. Mar dude, Margot right into my lineup and <laughs> and win. I mean, dude, he's been incredible and now gets a lefty. Mm -hmm. Who he's been notoriously better against to begin with. Yeah. Dude's been a, a rock. Austin Hayes hitting 417. I'm talking myself into way too many Orioles. Yeah, 327 Austin Hayes on the year. 900 OPS for him. Usually better against lefties, but we're, yeah, we're rocking it. We'll rock it. That's probably it then. We'll, we'll obviously wait till the lineups come out, but that's kind of our first look at this slate. 12 games. Uh, home run call. What Baltimore Oriole is hitting a home run tomorrow? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Should I just double down and just play should i just go with machado in case he doesn't hit a home run monday and then just double down no you know what i'll go you know what ryan mountcastle is gonna home run john i'm gonna go with the orioles i don't even know who's starting for salos i don't even care <laughs> they're gonna all they're gonna all homer because my Orioles stack is gonna win all right i'm gonna all go the i'm gonna go tyler o'neill i like it okay all right yeah, that's home run call from ron castle james o'neill for me Get us in Discord or on Twitter if you have any questions, and we'll catch you guys later.